Hello, my name is Richard Claywell, and this is Litigation Speaks. I want to talk to you about the continuation of the weighted average cost of capital that we talked about in the last episode. What I want to deal with today is using the weighted average cost of capital for a minority shareholder and for smaller companies. I alluded to it last time. There's a case, Gallagher versus Commissioner, and they discussed fact that the weighted average cost of capital and the capital asset pricing model are not designed for small closely held companies. Their last historical revenues were 163 million. After a five-year projection, their revenues were 180 million. The, the tax court has taken the position that companies smaller than that are small closely held companies and therefore you should not use a weighted average cost of capital or the capital asset pricing model use an approach on the income approach. The weighted average cost of capital really has multiple components to that. It is prim primarily used in, in determining what a discounted capitalization rate is, but it's designed for controlling shareholders. A controlling shareholder is somebody that owns more than 50% of a company, and they can change the capital structure of a company, which means they can change the debt, they can change the equity. A minority shareholder does not have the ability to change the debt or change the equity. So here's what's happening. Individuals will go out and they will change the debt structure and the equity structure of a company based upon some public market that's out there. Number one, has they determined and provided evidence that the smaller companies, in fact, comparable to a large publicly traded company? Typically, the answer is no. They come up with a different weighting scheme. Have they supported the difference in the weighting scheme for the, for the new capital structure? Typically, the answer is no, they don't. What I've got to show you today, or I'd like to discuss with you today, is a national company that well, we did some valuation work for, and what the opposing expert did was a change of capital structure for a minority shareholder. The equity portion was 100% and it had zero debt. Typically what you want to try to do is optimize the capital structure, but only the controlling shareholder can optimize and or change the capital structure. A minority shareholder cannot do that. So what they did was they changed the debt to equity from 100%, 0%, to 90% for the equity and 10% for the debt. Again, that in my mind is pure speculation because the minority shareholder cannot change that capital structure. Something to think about when people change this capital structure is what's the reasoning behind it? If you look up hypothetical, what they can assume is the hypothetical uh, situation for changing the capital structure. If you go back and look at hypothetical, the definition of that refers back to hypothesis. And hypothesis, I'm going to read this to you, it says a reasoning without any assumption of truth. So they're changing the capital structure for the minority shareholder. How they're doing that is they change the company and they value 100% of the company. Once they get 100%, then they determine 10, 15, 20% of minority shareholder interest and apply that 10, 15, or 20% to the total value. By doing that, they have changed the capital structure of the company, and the minority shareholder cannot change that capital structure. 
if you were to have $200,000 of cash flow and we have the debt to equity for a minority of 10% equity, 0% debt, we'd wind up with a million and ninety-two thousand dollars approximately. If we change that where the equity structure is 90% and the debt is 10%, we wind up with a million one ninety-two approximately. The difference between those two numbers is ninety-nine thousand. So almost $100,000 is a difference in the value by changing the capital structure for a minority shareholder when in fact it cannot be changed. If they take the position that it's hypothetical, then that should be specified in the report to let you know that it is in fact a hypothetical condition. And again, a hypothetical is a reasoning without any assumption of truth. So that needs to be clearly disclosed as hypothetical. They need to explain why it's hypothetical and state the assumptions on the hypothetical conditions that are being met. So these are things that should be done anytime that you're changing the capital structure of a minority shareholder using a 100% control position and then backtracking that into the minority ownership interest that you have. If you see this in the report, it's fairly easy to find. Go out and look at what they have in the report and look at the financial statements on the balance sheet. Add up the total debt and the total equity. See what the percentage of each of those two numbers are. Then compare that to the percentages in their report. If those numbers are different for a minority shareholder, then they have manipulated the numbers to alter a value to get, in my opinion, what they're really looking for, either a higher or a lower value. I would also suggest that if you have somebody you've been using on a regular basis to go back and look at what they've done, how they've done that, and are they in fact manipulating the data? Uh, because if they are, they're getting the wrong answer and your client may be over or underpaying on a settlement in a particular case. If you uh, think that you have this particular issue, if you would like to give me a call or send me an email, be more than glad to take a look at it for you. Uh, if I can help you in the future, let me know. Appreciate it. Thank you very much.